Put inside the rink. Inside the rink is your one-stop shop for all NHL news, insight, and analysis. You can follow them on Twitter at inside underscore the underscore rink. I'll be your host, Clifton Ramey. I'm with my co-host Chase Bofia. How you doing, my man? Oh, Cliffy, had a day, dude. Played some golf. Uh, to golf with these two beauties. Uh, Beagle Golf is their clothing brand. B e e g l Golf. Dot com is their website. They've got a bunch of uh, Instagram at Beagle Golf, B-E-E-G-L period golf, TikTok at Beagle underscore golf. Uh, Do they give us this cool hat? So we played them in a little four hole scramble, me and my buddy Brett, and uh, they popped out their cameras. They want to do a little content piece and they want to do a scramble and video it. So hopefully that comes out soon. It was their first uh trial run at doing like a content piece like that so i'm hoping they can it, it was good footage and they can use it so people can see how good and bad my golf game is i was striping it cliffy four holes i just came alive i i started out really good on the day had no had had like seven pars in a row bogeyed the last three was str- and, and then started to fall apart a little bit had a couple pops and uh, they want to do this four hole scramble, 15 to 18. And it just came on. The camera came up and I showed up, bud. Just stroked it. So I won't give up anymore. Go check that out. Whenever it drops, I'll let you guys know. Go check out their website, check out their merch. They're absolute beauties. They moved from Michigan down to Florida to be where the golf game was and just jump into to being in that company and all in. So one of them's like uh, caddying over at the Ritz. The other one's working at a course, I believe, and just grinding there. So absolute beauties. I wish them nothing but the best. Uh, I hope they check out the pod because we gave it a shout out in that video. So, um, but other than that, really good week. Had a full hockey weekend, watched a lot of hockey, youth stuff, junior stuff, uh, local stuff, um, but a lot to talk about. Been too long since we've talked. Yeah, man, definitely been way, way, way too long. Uh, I have some big news that's not necessarily NHL-related, but Blackhawks-related. I managed to confiscate me a case of this absolutely beautiful Goose Island Beer Company Blackhawks Pale Ale. Dude, the box is sick. Oh, yeah, that. This absolutely gorgeous. I know this is terrible podcasting. I don't care because this box is just, just a thing of beauty, just the neon coloring. It just... Just pops, just unbelievable. It's five point five percent alcohol. Okay, so um, but let's get to the point. How's the beer? Well, I mean, you don't get to crack it open, but you can just hold this beautiful can and just look at the can as well. The beer is absolutely amazing. It's a Chase. badass can, though. Yeah, dude. it is. It's I mean, gorgeous. They, they, they it's gorgeous. It. I'm yeah. saving it for their caner goal. I decided when I got it, I had to save one for a Patrick King. Such a so. Blackhawks fan. So Gotta that's what, it. that's what like, that's how nuts how Hawks fans are. It's like, I saved this one. Beer. I'm I'm looking at one last beer can right now, people. Uh, one last beer can that he saved. So this is what, like, this is how crazy people are. It's like, I will save this beer. Well, all right. So here is Patrick Kingle. Like, are you going to get off the cracking this beer? Right. Here, here's the thought process. I got it. It came in. 
shout out to who it was. You know who you were. Um, I got it, and I was like, well, the Hawks, sadly, I wasted it on the Winnipeg game, which we'll review later, and they gave me no goal, so, but that sucked. But the beer saved the night. Um, I get it in. I'm like, well, I have to get I have to get a nice buzz off it, you know. I can't just drink water too. I gotta I gotta know how the buzz off of it feels if I'm gonna try it. So I had more than a few that night. Um, as far as the beer though, it's absolutely just a gorgeous taste. Like it, it kind of like, I mean, it's a pale ale, so this is gonna sound dumb to people who drink beer. And like I, I drink a lot of beer and like dabble in the like like highlights and IPAs and kind of stuff along those lines. So I like your more bitter beers. But to like layman's term this, it's like an IPA at the beginning. It has a really full, like rich flavor. No bitter aftertaste. Go okay, does it com- does it compare? Let's does it compare to a Bud Light milk? No, like, Bud Light is absolutely no. Well, I know it's water, but I'm saying like, so where's this thing fall in like way, way normal better. beer terms? Way better. Does it compare to any like anything? Um, I mean, like I would compare it more to just like your pale ales. Like if you've had a pale ale, it's definitely like that kind of class where like you have like the full rich flavor of it. You have like some. Some like hoppiness and that kind of like oh, it's goose, flavor it's, to it. uh, goose island, yeah, goose so island, very has, similar to that. Or like, um, I want to say it's uh, 312 uh, IPA or whatever. I would say it's kind of like that. I think it's the 312. I could be wrong on that. It's like a yellow or green can. They have a really good beer and it's uh, IPA and it's just like that, but take out the bitter aftertaste. The full flavor is still there in the beer. It's absolutely delicious. On my beer scale, we go out of 20, and I have to give it a 19.88. There's no other to, score I could give it. That's that's so cringy. I have uh, to give it. But, all right, now that we're done being uh, beer connoisseurs. We'll jump into the actual Blackhawks news. Peter Morazic has come off the IR. Um, he's back from his groin injury. Alex Daylock has been retroactively put on the IR from that scumbag Casey Sezikis move, which we will come back to. Um, but since we've recorded the pod, the Blackhawks have been 2-3-2 two, and two. over that span. They had 18 goals, 4, averaging 2.57 goals um, 4 per game. They had 20 goals against over the span, averaging 2.86 goals against on the season. They have 2.83 goals for um, per game played, 23rd in the NHL, not very good. Goals against, 3.17, 17th in the NHL, not very good. Um, this is a stat that I think everyone would think. They think the PK has been really good because they've been scoring a lot of goals on it. Not been good. 29th in the league, 71.4%. The Blackhawks have a really good PK so far at 11th in the league with a 24.3% chance. They don't get any shots off at 31st in the league, and they don't get shots for 26th in the league. The only reason why we're kind of jumping over this is just kind of seeing how they're starting. They're in a playoff spot right now, Chase. Um, the last stat that really jumps off the board, though, is they are first in the league in face-offs with 57%. Yeah, but they don't do anything with it, clearly. All right, all right, all right. So, um, if, I, actually, we'll jump into this, the quick roundup here first. The Blackhawks would go ahead and play Florida in the first game since the pod, and Kane scored his first of the goal where – Double A found him behind the net, just wide open. He buried the shot. Taze works his dick off an empty net goal. Over to the next one. The Hawks lose to the Oilers in a 6-5 to five game. It was a wild second period where it was just absolutely filled with penalties. Just absolute shit show. It was terrible. 
Once again, you're going to find this is going to be a common occurrence for the Blackhawks. Taze had a goal. Patrick Kane tied it up late, absolutely piped. He's got his fist thrown in the air, yelling, let's fucking go. Did you catch that one? Yes, I saw, so I saw this one, and I got to see Staylock really for the first time. I thought he was nails. He was awesome. He was like a sixth defenseman. He was very aggressive coming out playing pucks. He was confident playing pucks. A fucking heart attack in the net. Yeah, I, well, I, I liked him, right? I liked him a lot. He's been really, really good for the Blackhawks, so I have no complaints for him. And then Sezikis was was the, the hit, right? That was that game? Uh, no, that was the, the island game, game after this is the game where McDavid would, even though Kane well, tied yeah, it, no, I had, I had 49 in the third. Well, McDavid. my dyslexic ass put my yeah. notes in my phone all together because I'm a great note taker clearly. So we'll get back to that. Um, but I really like their game. I, it, it made it seem like every player is in kind of the fuck you pay me mindset of like, I'm going to be as good as I can because if we're tanking, I can be something they can sell. And the better I am, the better I'm going to help them, but the better I'm going to help myself. I'm going to go get a ticket. I'm going to go find a good team that wants me, a team that wants to use me. Um, And they do, they like, they've got a solid group of NHL guys, like six to nine NHL quality, full-time NHLers. Um, and they do, right? And then just to finish up on the Edmonton game, McDavid has his three goals, one assist, torches us. Um, <clears throat> foreshadowing a later conversation about McDavid that we're gonna have. Ultimately, they lose three to one in the next game against the Islanders. It's an absolute snooze fest. There was goals by Taze, um, a Zoe goal there. It's not much to talk about except for the absolute scumbag move by Casey Sezikas, who just comes in and when I say he puts his shoulder into my into his head, he puts his shoulder into his head. There's no doubt if you're going to run through a goalie, you have to let up. He chose not to. He chose to lower the shoulder. Scumbag move. So I watched it over a couple of times. Um, did it absolutely deserve the $5,000 fine, uh, which I believe he got. Yeah, it was the maximum, right? He got it, but... So now going into the player's mind, okay, he's driving the net. He wants to go across the crease and play young players out there. If you want to score goals, when you drive the net like that, don't go to your strong side post and go around the net, go to the far post, go across the crease, give yourself the whole net to play with. So he kind of buries his shoulder. And what it looks like to me is he's expecting that D man to come strong and cut off that pipe. So he leans a little more. Um, however, once he realized he wasn't getting contact, he could have bailed. So, but in the, in, in the same breath, it sucks. Cause I really like stay I thought he was playing well, but in the same breath, an older school player and a veteran player is thinking there's kind of a hot goalie. Let's rattle him. Let him know he's not as good as he thinks. And I'm going to drive the net because his D's not protecting him. And he go to the net, whether he decided to fake blow a tire and take out his legs or just run over him and make it seem like he was cutting the net off really tight. But yeah, he could have avoided him. The fine was deserved. I think it's, <laughs> um, people are probably going to be like, well, you're a prison rules guy. Yes, I am. I am a prison rules guy. And I think, it's a little closer to a hockey play than it looked like. 
but it was very avoidable and the fine was deserved. And I don't think he regrets it. Here's some pocket change. We got that goalie out of the way. Did they win? Yeah, I think he's a scumbag. Won. We won't talk about them winning or losing. Casey Sikas, that's a scumbag move. You're officially on my scumbag list. So From Chicago fans, I get it. Yeah, um, scumbag, major scumbag. We'll but... move on to the next game. The Kings beat uh, – the Blackhawks beat the Kings 2-1 to in overtime with a goal by, once again, the captain, Jonathan Taze. The real story of this game, though, was Arvid Soderbaum. Just an absolute fantastic – he stopped 32, 33 shots versus the Kings. Absolutely just unreal from him. Jonathan Tay's playing unreal. Um, we're going to kind of circle back um, and talk about the Blackhawks in general here in a second. So we'll save the talk on both of those players and jump right into the 4 nothing loss against the Jets. They played decent in the first period after an absolute horrible first five minutes. I thought the last 15 minutes was good. Then the wheels fell off. Get shot out. Hellbuck was fantastic. Not much to say there. Um, but as far as the Blackhawks go at this point in the season, points leaders are Patrick Kane with 10. Jonathan Taze has nine. Max Delmi, seven. Jason Dickinson has seven. And Sam Lafferty also has seven. Those are some names you definitely would not expect to hear up there for the Blackhawks. Goals leaders are Jonathan Taze with seven. Max Delmi with four. Jason Dickinson once again with four. Taylor Radish with three, Sam Lafferty with three, Double A with three, Patrick Kane has two, and Phil Kershaw okay, has two. I don't, I don't want to skip over this just yet. The Soderblom thing. Oh, we'll circle back to him. Don't okay, worry, okay. Chase. I have. I have Let, yeah, let's let's not just let that go. That kid uh, deserves it. The Cisco Patrick Kane has eight. Caleb Jones has six. Kershaw has four. Sam Lafferty has four. Seth Jones has four, and Tyler Johnson has four. Yep, two of your top five. Or I mean, they're tied. Um, are injured and haven't played in a while. Um, first off, I want to talk about Caleb Jones. Caleb Jones got healthy scratched and then came back against the Seattle or healthy scratch versus Seattle and then came back in the Florida game. Um, since then, he has six assists in his last seven games, three are primary, three are secondary. Um, Still a negative two over the span. He's a defensive liability every time he's on the ice. If you watch him, he's just absolutely clueless. He gets aggressive. He pinches. He doesn't know what he's doing. And in the defensive zone, you can tell teams kind of go to its side. Sometimes he falls and just Dude, it's a, so it's the NHL. Of yeah. course, they're going to go pick on him if he's the weaker guy. But right? they got this guy up on the power play unit now, and, like, he shoots all the time, right? You would think, like, watching the game, you would think you look at his stats right now and he would have, like, 20 or 30 shots. He has 11 because he always gets blocked and never hits the net. Points always aren't everything. Like, he's just not his brother. He's not Seth Jones. Seth Jones hurt, and I know you want to just replace him, but you just can't give it to a young kid. Give it to Galvis. Let this kid play. Like Seth Jones is a seventh defenseman at Okay, best, but his but... so his brother is in the NHL. He's a full-time NHLer. He's a stud. He was an all-star at one point, I believe. And you that goes into it, right? Like it's it his family, me, his blood is yeah, doing it, and so he can learn Jones from him in, in the offseason. So he care. needs his touches. I don't care though. So you gotta give him touches. Team. He's clearly putting up points. Right. Obviously, his defense, he, he needs to get a little more reliable, but he's not young anymore. He's like 25, 26. He's not going to get any better. You know, what you have in him. I just think you're wasting your time. Just take it, just get him like he's off with a watch. He's an eyesore on the ice. Like 
I, he might be an absolute beauty of a dude. Like you can come on the pod. I'll let you just rip into me and tell me how I suck at being a podcaster. I don't care. I just don't think that the fact that he's had those points don't make up for his play and his lack of. Yeah, but they help. I think they help they a help. little bit, but I mean, like three of them are secondary assists, so like it's just him getting lucky. But I just I won't stop digging into him too much. Hopefully, he turns a corner, starts playing better. How about Jonathan Taze? Is he going to get thirty? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I, uh, like I said, I think he's in the same thing. Like he's facing a lot of personal ha- uh, 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 lashback from. Fans of is he's done. He's done. He's washed. He's he is his runs over. And I guess he had a great off season and he's finally healthy again. Right. So he wants to show he's not done. He can do it. So and I'm here to proclaim something. I'm here to proclaim Jonathan Taze is back. Last season, it took 26 games for him to score his first goal. Took 47 games to score five goals. Took 49 freaking games, Chase, to score seven goals last year. He's already at seven. He's already buzzing, Chase. Yeah, he's He's already looking at everyone who said he's boshing, saying, F you, I'm not done. To all these other people in Chicago, and I'm not saying anything bad. They have amazing podcasts. They're great people. I'm not naming anything. There are podcasters out there. Absolutely not. They're actually a really good podcast. They're something I really enjoy listening to every week. But they keep talking about how Jonathan Taze's body's giving up on him. This could be his last year. Oh, it could be. He could turn around and decide I retired. I showed everyone that I could still do it. I don't want to do it again because my body might not be the same. But if you look at him play, he's absolutely unbelievable right now. He's got three power play goals, one overtime goal, one empty net goals, two two five-on-five goals. He's doing it in every way. He's getting tips. He's battling in front. He's scoring goals on rebounds, just shooting it, breakaways. He's doing it in every way, shape, or form. He is 34 years old, people. He is a little bit slower. He doesn't have the same energy as he once was. He's not this moose lugging down the ice, back-checking, stealing pucks. But he's damn sure giving it all, and he's damn sure pretty close. He's, he's still 80% Jonathan of that. He's at, still Jonathan at minimum, he's 80% of that, and he is buzzing He's right going to retire then for sure. He's not going to. Buzzing right now. This shout, that, shout that podcast buzzing. out, though. Come on. Throw it on the table. Buzzing. Nope, absolutely not. He's at 59.6% in the dot right now, Chase. He's buzzing. Do you yeah, think that's he a, gets that's to 30? A, that's a big thing for him, right? His intangibles and his little details that he's so good at, and face-offs are one of them. Um, I've watched him for a long time, back when I, I remember when I was young playing, and just his face-offs and that detail and, and all that fun stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think he's gonna, I think Kane's trying to go somewhere and he's trying to make himself look as enticing yeah, as possible. And I think Tave says, yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's, let's ball out. This is their last year together. And whether one's retiring or one's leaving or both happen, I think they're both like, yo, let's give this one last run. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's show everyone they're wrong and let's get into playoffs. We might not go deep, but Let's make pushes and be close. Let's not be the armpit. Now, how much does the Bedard thing come into play later down the road? I don't. I mean, we might be talking Blackhawks and playoffs. I mean, but 
Well, 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 that's what I'm saying. Do they just say, "Hey, we're committed to this this rebuild"? So. I think I think at the at this point, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, and I do think they're going to really fall off and go back towards the bottom and shuffle, kind of where everyone predicted them ultimately. But I think you have to let this play out. I don't think you can. No, like, you ride this thing. Well, you ride this thing right. as long as you can ride it. You're like, we came in prepared. We got early points. Keep riding. Keep getting points. Get good points. Get get one points at a time. Get points any way you can get them and just keep rolling. Well, I think if Davidson could sell, he would. I just don't think anyone would be buying, to be honest. And then to circle to the Jonathan Tays and Patrick. Yeah, but Hayes, if they tear it up. Yeah, it's, that's irrelevant. We have all year to talk about them. Yeah. Tearing it up or not tearing it up. I want to go back. You made a comment about them leaving you're wrong. They are so much fun, right? They're having so much fun. Agreed. Right Agreed. I don't think they're the leaving. Locker soon. rooms better. If anything, I think Patrick Kane has way better odds of staying than Jonathan Taze. And all Jonathan Taze is doing is raising his trade value. And if they both want to stay, they could stay. But I think the odds of Patrick Kane are staying are higher than fifty percent. I think he are at sixty five percent. He's staying in Chicago. I think we're floating around that number. I think I we're think floating around 50. He's I think there's fun. some days that he wakes up and he's closer to 60%. And some days he wakes up and he's closer to 40%. I think it hovers and the, it's only based on Patrick. The difference a coach makes and just playing a game in a locker room being loose, it just makes it more fun for him. He just had a kid. He might. He just had a kid and he's got a wife in the long run. And when trade deadline comes and they throw a trade in his face and he takes it home to the wife, it's up to her. She's gonna get to She's pick. Gonna go, no, we're staying in Chicago, but she could anyway, do that. I don't. I gotta meet Tate's her. Staying, Taze is saying, let's shout out this kid. You brought him up earlier. Harvard Soderbaum or Soderbaum, um, Bloom or Bomb. No one's really sure. His name's been up in the air. I'm going Soderbaum or Soderbloom. Um, we'll go Soderbloom. I like it better. Um, once he clarifies it and I hear him, I think someone may have said that. I will double check this after this pod, but I think someone may have heard him say his name and then we'll follow what he says. But he is off to a fantastic start in the NHL this year. I owe him an apology. Um, I was kind of hard on him on a few pods last season towards the end when he got his look. He didn't look very good. This year he's been fantastic. It's a 924 save percentage, 2.77 goals against. He has a 1-2-1 record. He got his first career win versus the Kings in a fantastic effort. He's looked great. He's so calm in the net and just so like steady in his positioning. He's always in the right spot. He has like this giant, like, Corey Crawford vibe to him. So are they playing? Are they? Panicking. Is him and Mrazic switching off right now? Uh, now that Mrazic just got um, as we're recording this, it's six twenty nine p.m. eleven seven. Mrazic news broke this morning that it came off the RR. Um, I would assume that they're gonna give Soda Bloom some more chances and looks just because he's up here and you want him playing. Uh, I would imagine Mrazic's gonna get the next start probably though. Um, and then. He'll probably get one or two more starts, depending on how long it takes Staylock, and then they'll send Soderblom back down to the AHL because they're really trying to fight with Rockford down there. Um, what are your opinions on Soderblom? I think he could be an NHL starter in the future. I think he's been absolutely fantastic to start. I I think they got a good look at him, and he got in some games. He got in four games. He got a win. He got an OT game. Two losses sucks, but. You got a good look at him and saw Kenny Kenny kind of pull on the reins and hold the reins while um, Soderblom's gone because I think he had such a showing that when he comes back, you have to give him an opportunity. 
uh, Mirazi coming back helps. That's huge, right? You now you have a, 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 a NHL heavy vet uh, who you know can play in this league. You know he can handle his own and give you a chance. Um, when Soderblom gets, or uh, excuse me, when um, Staylock gets back, it's going to be very interesting uh, to see how they go about the goalie rotation. But right now, I think they're happy with it. I think it keeps them in a good spot. It gives them a chance to win games. I think they're comfortable with everyone. They're not really scared of putting a goalie in. They haven't quite had a goalie who's like, yeah, he's not ready. He can't go. So I think they're in a good spot. Well, I'm, I'm excited for the Blackhawks. We'll finish up at the end of the pod with the last little bit of Blackhawks talk. Um, Chase, do you have any uh, games you eyeing coming up or anything like that? Anything you would recommend for the viewers to check out on ESPN Plus? And if you want to check out any games as Chase picks his game of the week, um, check it out on ESPN Plus by visiting insidetherink.com slash ESPN. Again, that's insidetherink.com slash ESPN. Signing up for ESPN Plus, they're a great thing, especially if you're an NHL fan. You can catch pretty much any game. Chase, I have all slates this week. What is your game of the week? So I'm going to pick like subtler kind of sneaky games for these games because I want to see people, you know, go out and watch watch these games. They're silent bangers. Plus. You can see them. Um, this one makes me nervous because it is in Florida and it's early in the year, but – Carolina, Florida on Wednesday night, 7 p.m. in Florida. Uh, there's two stud heavy rosters. Um, so I think that's going to be like a really fun hockey game to watch. If that one's a bust, give me a rebuttal on Connor McDavid in Carolina on Thursday night. Carolina's going to be a little tired, but McDavid's coming to town. Hopefully the people come out to watch. They can pack that place, get buzzing. I think Carolina's a really exciting team to watch. Uh, I love their roster. I love their coach. I love the way they play. So I'm excited to see them against two really yeah. good hockey teams two nights in a row. And McDavid's fun to watch. Whenever I wish can. when we were doing our predictions, I was kind of trying to pick an off-ball team that nobody was picking. I was between two teams. It was the National Predators and the Carolina Hurricanes, and I fucking wish I picked the Carolina Hurricanes. Instead, I picked the National Predators, who have not been nowhere near as I told you Carolina Hurricanes early, though. I, I mean, said I was put money on them. If you weren't putting money on anyone, the Carolina freaking Hurricanes. And look at them right now. They're not slowing down. They're just buzzing Buzz through it. the season. And uh, they're going to have a lot of fun because they're going to win a lot of games. They're going to have a lot of good times wherever they go uh, and and have uh, some fun off the ice because they're winning. But winning cures all, bud. Yeah. And the locker rooms, well, they, I they're mean, when, fun. When you're 8-3-1 and one and you're 5th in the NHL, that's doing good. And what we're going to do real quick is we're going to run through the top five teams. You have five points percentage right now because that's what matters. Um, you have Vegas atop the league, Boston, New Jersey. Dallas, Carolina, the Winnipeg Jets, the Detroit Red Wings, the pesky Philadelphia Flyer, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Seattle Kraken, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are your top 10 by win or points percentage. 
Um, the team that stands out to me and the team I want to talk about is the New Jersey Devils, right? You gave me so much crap earlier in the year. They've been fantastic. Their power play might suck at 21st early, but their PK is awesome. You want to know what, Chase? They're also scoring fucking goals. They're shoving it up, teams. They're scoring 3.67 goals a game and fifth in the league. And you know what? Even with their goaltenders sucking, and I mean sucking, their goalie, Vanek, has a started five games, is a 908 save percentage and a 2.21 schools against. Blackwood has a 8.8 save percentage and a 2.79 goals against. And you know what? They're still seventh in the league in goals against, Chase. Seventh in the league. What do you have to say about it? Yeah, I owe a uh, formal apology to the Devils fans. You have surpassed my expectations and I wish you nothing but the best from here to the end of this season only. And I'm sorry because I was completely wrong there there, but I wasn't shocked. I was just wrong. I, I, I think I said that I wasn't going to be shocked if they were good, but I was wrong that they would be good. Loaded, Chase. Jesper Bratt is a stud. They fucked up by giving him the one-year 5.45. He might be an RFA. He's going to back up the trucks. Beep, beep, beep. He's getting paid. Yeah. He has five goals and 12 assists and 12 game plays for 17 points already. Nico Heeshire. His contract's looking like a great steal, though. He's coming in, like making, I think it's like $6 million. He has 12 points in 11 games played. And you know what, Chase? I'm back to being confident. Jack Hughes, his slow start is done and over. He's breaking that 100 points. He's at 12 points in 12 games with four goals and eight assists. Wait for that kid to get buzzing. This team's going to be good. Yeah. That's not to mention Woods and Hamilton. They both have eight points and Dawson Mercer already has four goals and two assists and looks great so far as his young kid. This team is great. Yeah. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I foot is in mouth. I mean, if you're going to eat it that well, that's it. The only other team that I thought stood out to me was the Seattle Kraken. What do you think of the Seattle Kraken, Chase? Uh, I really like that they're off to a hot start. Um, I just hope they can figure out the Shane Wright issue. Uh, is he? Are you planning on him to be around seven games, zero goals, one assist? Um. And then you have Everly on the other hand, who's 13 games and, and eight points, right? So you want him, you, you want right to be a stud, Yanni Gord up there. I'm just looking at stats. Yanni Gord, not shocked, told you you want to model the game after someone, Yanni freaking Gord. 12 games, two goals, five assists, plus seven. Thanks for coming. Uh anyway, but the Shane Wright thing, they got to figure it out, man. Uh send him back to junior. Or don't. I wish he could play in the AHL. Uh, I wish that's that. That's just stupid. Like, the rule needs to change. Let these kids go to the A. If they've been drafted and they are signed, let them get paid. Yeah. Right? Well, not only, like, get paid, but let them play with the second best. Like, let them play outside the, the KHL because they probably have some, some really good talent over there. But, like, you, the AHL is the best step into the NHL. Let the kid go there. That's just, like, an old 
boys club rule that I don't necessarily see change. It's not changing obviously right now, but I hope it'll change in the future. You should be allowed if they're a top pick or if they're a first round, they should be able to or something. I don't know what the answer is, but I hope they find it because this kid's going to go back to junior and, and be a joke. He's going to beat the wheels off some young kids. So it's not going to help him as much as if he was in the AHL. So let him go there, let him develop, let him, let him develop the part of the game that he clearly is not ready to do in the NHL that you're clearly not ready to give him that there. Here's the problem with this is you're, in my opinion, some people are saying you can like go some other players. Like going, I think like Jonathan or not Jonathan Taze, somebody else was capped. And then they went at World Juniors. They were sent back down or whatever. But this just isn't how, like playing Shane Wright in most of those games he plays. I know the last couple he played a little bit more. Yeah, but they only have nine games. So after yeah. nine games, you can't send no, him back to Junior, right? That, no, that just burns his first yeah. year. He just can't go to the A. It burns his. I mean, I think oh, it, okay. he might have to say that. I'm not sure. But either way, like even when they've played him, they haven't played him enough. Like holding him up here, like it's just not practicing with NHL. To me, it's not helping them. It's not doing anything. And if you kill this guy's production and like even stunt his growth at all you hurt yourself you have a guy like maddie veneers he's an absolute stud so far he has five goals maddie veneers is sick but are you saying right should should or should not you, be the you either have to play him and i'm fine with it like i think he's good enough in both ends like in this are you saying seven, he should go back to junior though i uh, know i think that's stupid i think they should yeah, just play him like yeah. i think at this point like you he kind of bought committed. I know like, they kind of want to be good because they're a new franchise, but like you're still rebuilding. Like, go ahead and stick him in the in a, a bare minimum a top three line with power play. Yeah, time. if he's if he's that good, it's only going to help you in the long run by making him good this year. Yeah, like it, it just makes no sense like to just waste him. Um, but really, the only other thing is I had a how about Brandon Brandon Tanev is in the top five in uh. Plus minus at plus ten on the year. Yeah, he's I'm not shocked though. He, he's that kind of player. He's fantastic defensive responsible. Because if he's not defensive responsible, he doesn't go on the ice. Three games or thirteen games played. He has two goals, six assists. So he's also getting it done on the points. Yeah, because when you're so good at it defensively, then you have the puck on your stick. Do, do you think Chase that they are going to be able to push for this playoff run? Do you think ultimately? The Seattle Kraken's water dries up, and he has to go find I the think, sea again. Yeah, I think it's going to be close. I think they're going to be in the mix and in the conversation come down the last stretch. I don't think they're going to quite be able to do it. Uh, but Seattle fans, C- Seattle area, their sports fans are some of the greatest I've heard. So maybe they come down the stretch and the fans really come out and get that place bump in and they do a little more than just be in the conversation. But no, I think uh, they're going to come up just short, but I think they'll be close. I have to agree. I, I accept. I don't think they're really close. I think it kind of falls off pretty heavy. I think they'll end up in like a seventh, eighth, ninth kind of range in the draft. Um, that's just me. I don't think it's a bad thing for them. I think this draft is super deep. We all talk about that plenty as the year progresses. Uh, but my team and I am going to enjoy bringing them up right now. Teams that have looked like donkey do the St. Louis Bulls chase three and six, two, three, three goals for last in the NHL. Can't score for the fucking life of them. That's absolutely brutal, brutal. Also, they can't keep the puck out of the net. 
Derek always been absolutely terrible with his hotheadness running around, just losing his shit, wires crossing, sauces crossing, just bumping into people. Yeah, but he, he I think he needs that. I think he, think needs, he needs that, that competitive that? edge to be on the top of his game. Do you think Bennington needs that right When now? he was playing his best and they went on that cup run and he got himself a cup, right? So he can do it. When he went on that run, it was the – this stud with with this with with the swagger. Uh, are you nervous? Have Do you I look nervous? Shirt? No, I know, but Please. I'm saying maybe he's take, giving himself that edge. He's take a honey badger, shit. right? Get a leash. Put this honey badger on a leash. Fill the fucking honey badger with rabies, and then just walk it across the ice. That's him in between every period. Bumping into Sorokin, bumping in. I love it. Islanders bench. You do? You I love, love it. it. He started seven games. He's three and four. He has an eight, seven, nine save percentage, and he almost gives up three and a half goals per game. He's been brutal. Well, I, I, I don't give a shit if they're good, though. So I love your ass, Jordan Bennington. Play goalie. Stop trying to fight everybody. Stop the puck, and you can run your mouth. Until you back it up, shut up and play. He's got a ring, and he can say what he wants, but he does have to back it up. So a hot streak does have to come here soon because of his, what he's doing, but he's clearly frustrated. He's clearly pissed off and he's clearly letting it show, which I love. I think the, the, the game needs personality like that, that doesn't go the other way from, from the shit shows and, 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 uh, and the piles of people goes right at them. Uh, I love it. Yeah. And I'm about to read off the top 10, and there's one notable name that is not up there. Ernie, Justin Folk has 10 points, Tarasenko 9, Chen 9, Thomas 9, Krug 4, Kairou 3, Berbershev 3, Achari 2, Buchnevis 2, Pareko 2. You know who wasn't at two points, Jason? There's a certain name that is a big centerman for them who's not named. Where the fuck has Ryan O'Reilly been? Yeah, he might he might need waking up a touch, uh, but he's a pro. He's the ultimate pro. I think he'll bounce back. Uh, I don't think he's done yet. I'm sticking he has by one that. One goal, zero assist, and he's a negative twelve. But I'm gonna stick by my statement at the beginning of the season when I said he's not done. He's not washed up. I think his uh, he might the legs might not be great. Uh, his skating is not fantastic. Hey, Chase, I want everyone to listen to it. This is me sticking a fork in Ryan O'Reilly. He's cooked. Yeah, it's a fair statement. I just think he's going to bounce back. I really do. Jordan Bennington, I think he may have been a one-show pony, but O'Reilly, it's been I think a tough he's going to go hot. Brandon Saad's been pretty bad over there. Nick Luddy hasn't been great. When he goes hot, he's going to be real hot. I mean, as a Hawks fan, I don't want to see it. This Blues team is much better, though, than they've been playing. I will say that. I will say I also expect them to contend for a playoff spot. It's just a rough start. I think they'll rebound. Yeah, Bedard. Sadly. Bedard. They're going for Bedard. Bedard's that good. Okay. Everybody wants him. They're like, fuck this season. Let's get Bedard. Um, No chance. O'Reilly no at the head. O'Reilly standing at the head of the table Can't saying, guys, we will not be good this year. This Bedard kid is going. I'm going to teach him how to be a pro. He will fill my shoes and he will make this legacy even bigger. St. Louis Blues yeah. will forever he be might known be saying that, because of Bedard. He might be saying that now that he's negative 12 with only one point, but he's not actually saying that. No, they're not. They're not going to be in the Bedard um, showcase. But we'll, we'll we'll put our shovels down and stop shoveling on to the Blues and their 
sad start over there. I mean, they're definitely hitting the blues over there. All right, um, can I pick a little topic here? Yeah, of I course. got a good one. The Toronto Philly game. Did you watch it? Oh yeah. Did you see I the see highlights? You see Austin Matthews yep. getting into it. You see his teammates come in and just be fucking beautiful. So I'll just give my opinion and then I'll let you go. I think that if Austin Matthews is going to be there, you at least got to be engaged. You don't have to drop the mitts. I don't care that he's smiling or not, but you have to engage. You have to grab a guy. You that have guy to- had his gloves off and seeing red. If he grabs that guy, they're getting pumped. I believe no. if he grabs that guy, uh, if he not, grabs him at all with his gloves, he's me, getting three to the to face me, and though, his nose fixed. So, but, but here's the thing. He's also not dudes. You can't slash people like he has. You can't run your mouth like he does. You can't be that engaged. And again, I'm not saying he has to fight. So like when a guy comes in and grabs a guy that's seeing red, you got to grab a guy. Like you can't let. I, I think numbers. his worth would go way up I'm, I'm and he would be worth. Fight. He would be worth. The money they paid him, if he was the kind of captain and player that would grab someone and would drop the mitts, but also I'm paying someone 12, 13 mil. Do I, do I want him fighting? He breaks sand like McDavid did in junior punching something stupid or missing and hitting the glass. And now he's out. Do I want him fighting? Which is why they have those guys like Hyman and Giordano who came in. Giordano, as soon as that guy even looked at McDavid was coming in. And I all I have to say is if you look at history, Ovechkin changed this game, started playing more defense, grittier, fighting, dropping the mitts. Patrick Kane starts playing more grittier, a little more defense for Patrick Kane. Let's call it a little more defense. Let's not call it gritty. Starts playing grit and fighting and dropping the mitts more. They start winning cups. You can look at those. I know Jonathan Tays only got like five fights, but he was fighting more in the eras where they were good. You can look at Sidney Crosby had to get grittier to win. So in the same breath then, right? Maybe once he puts on some of his man strength, because he's still you're a not kid. gonna win the cup without getting dirty. And if Austin Matthews isn't willing to get as dirty as it fucking takes to win, he's not gonna win. And I think that that's just one aspect of the game. No, him and Martin are both the two highest paid guys. They're, they're taking the whole payroll, and yeah. both of them are so neither of them can energy. go fight Ben, and neither of them can go in a corner with Ben and just duke it out. So it's just as simple as grabbing a guy by the collar and just ripping him back and forth, Chase. Like you Show your strength. See, you see your star player doing it. He doesn't got to fight the guy. Don't drop your stick. Don't drop your other glove. Don't drop either glove. But just get in the him, shit. Glove on. Get, yeah, I agree. get in the shit, man. Show, show that you're in there. Um, Jump in the trenches with the boys. Yeah, like you just you got to battle. You just got to be just in standing it. up there with your captain. At, like, yeah, you got handle it no dude jump in the fucking trench go grab a guy go show a guy go show the boys hey i'm in this corner too i started it i'm here i appreciate the help but i'm gonna do it too you know what? We'll, we'll bring up another guy right about him and i think i want fully there around mcdavid yet that he's gonna win a cup i think he's still gotta find a little bit more defensive game in him i think that he still cheats a little bit and he still gets beat a little bit um, because he is only a plus two. And I mean, plus minus doesn't show everything, but like when you're scoring 25 points, I'm not sure how many are playoff points, but I know he has a shit ton of five on five points. It means you're also giving up just as much when you're on the ice. And I know he's on the ice a lot, but I mean, I just think he'll have to tighten up and get grittier. Just like Austin Matthews is going to have to he's, get grittier. I don't think he's going to have to. I don't think McDavid's going to have to get grittier. I think he's going to have to be a little more defensive minded. I think it's more of a mindset of like, hey, uh, when you're not picking your spots, maybe be a little more responsible. 
Um, I don't think with his skill and his speed, he's going to have to get grittier. It's just going to be picking spots and thinking yeah. the game a little more defensive minded. And that's just about everything bad you can say about McDavid's game because it's been absolutely unreal. 12 Holy goals shit. in 12 games played, 13 assists, 25 points. Does this man break 60 chase? Does Leon Dreisaitl come into the year and predict it, saying that he's breaking 60 this year? Does he do it? Yes. Does he break 70, Chase? Yes, I want to see it. Does he break 73? No, but I want to see it. Damn it, I thought we were going to get to 75. No, no, but I do want to see it. It's just, it's... It's like I said, go He's watch. He's getting 82 that's in why you, He's on pace. Yeah, that's why you need to go watch that Carolina-Edmonton game. Every chance the East Coasters have to watch this kid play hockey, him and Dreisaitl, watch, watch him. When he's on the 7, 8 o'clock games, do yourself a major favor and watch him. And in two weeks, maybe even that next game, when he's back on the West Coast, you will find yourself up at 1 a.m., Watching Connor McDavid and the Oilers absolutely manhandle at whenever the hell they want against any uh, Western team. And to talk about one of the greats at his position at one time. Holy shit, where the fuck did Eric Carlson come from, dude? He's got 10 goals, 9 assists, 19 points, and I'm just 14 games. What the hell is going on? It was a matter of time. You saw how well he did in Ottawa that year that he got traded and how much of a beast he was. That just doesn't, you don't get that lucky. You're good enough to do that. So it was only really a matter of time before he kind of came back on the scene and and put his face on the map and was like, yeah, I'm still an all-star. But he's 32. He's had all those injuries. Is this just a flash in the pan or is Eric Carlson just found those legs again, and he's just dominating offensively. No, I want to say uh, the excitement and how much fun he's probably having doing it is fueling it. He had a lot of drama surrounding him, the wife, uh, the wife in in uh, Ottawa, and the and the wives' BS, and and then he went to San Jose and didn't have a great start, and hasn't really been his old self yet, but. Now that he's found it, I think maybe it's a settle-in thing. I don't think it's a flash in the pan. So you're saying when we once talked about him being like Bobby Orr, that's back and fans should be paying top dollar to check this guy out when he's in town. I don't know that he's quite there. Uh, Could be. Absolutely could be. Uh, But they should watch him right now because he's he's looking like Eric Carlson again, at least uh, a slightly older version. But he's looking like himself again and what he was in an all-star again. Is he going to get that point-per-game pace? He's done it once before or does he do it again? No. What do you think he finishes right now then, Chase? Where does Eric Carlson finish? Uh, He might get 35 points. I think 35 is a good number. 35? He's already at 19. That seems like that's an obscenely low number. I'm going to say he finishes more. Uh, 50 oh, wow. to 60 would be my guess. Maybe maybe close to 70 if he can keep this crazy pace up. Shows my so, fandom. Uh, I'm going to go 55%. 55 points, not percent. Probably 55, 60 points would be my guess. He's been on real. They have no one else to score there, but... I think Eric Carlson is must watch TV right now. If it falls off, at least catch it while it's on pace. But he's been fantastic. Catch it while he's hot and uh, clearly shows how much I actually look at stats because I couldn't pick a relevant number. I'm going to give you two guys. You're going to give me over under. Both of these guys have nine goals on the year. Do either one of these guys break the 27 goal mark? Gabe Velarde, 
over under 27. What was the name? I'm sorry. Gabe Filardi. Oh. Um, no, I don't think he does. But like I just said, you see how good my stat predictions are. Um, I, I don't think so. Victor Olsen of the Buffalo Sabres. Does he break 27? Over or under? 27? Yes. Oh. I'm going to shoot over on that. I'm going to bring some positivity. I'll give I him would yes. take the under on both. I think they both come down and they both come back to where they Yeah, are. I don't want to say both of them, no. I don't want to shoot down two young kids, but I think the second one, yeah. Fuck it, why not? Speaking of great defensemen, it's been absolutely unreal. He's on... Has four goals, nine assists, 13 points, plus 12 and 12 or plus 12 in 12 games played for the Boston Bruins, who are absolutely demolishing that NHL. Charlie McAvoy is on his way back. Should he be in talks for the Norris or will McAvoy's return kill his value? Lindholm's yes. or McAvoy's? Lindholm. Uh, no, he's not going to be a Norris conversation, but the kid is good, and uh, he's really making a name for himself. He, he he's gonna be a nice full time NHLer, uh, make a good push for a uh, a top four, top two position. Uh, but no, no, I think that he can. I think it's going to be tough. I think McAvoy will take some away, but I think with how good he's been playing, it's going to be really McAvoy, Cal McCarr, Victor Hedman, pick. Another one that I'm probably missing throughout the NHL. I'm and... not saying he's going to win it, Chase. That wouldn't be my pick. I'm just saying he should be in the conversation. Yeah, maybe top it's been 10. Fantastic. Maybe top 10. We'll, we'll see at the end of the year, Chase. We'll conversation, see. I'm thinking like top five, top three. He might be top 10. Maybe. maybe eight. Might I, break eight. I think probably, probably from not. the start of this year right now, if he can continue this play, I think he could. I personally don't think he'll continue this play, but I'm going to give him his due respect because he's been fucking fantastic. Yeah, he's been great. He's been great. Uh, we're going to travel to your home state of Pennsylvania and talk about the losing Pittsburgh Penguins. After starting 4-2-1, and one, they are 4-6-2? and two? Well, what? we got our answer. Seven <laughs> straight losses? We said at the beginning of the year about a lot of teams, and like I said, we're getting our answers. No, I don't think they can do it. Uh, they're going to they're gonna fall well, Let off. me ask you this I don't think they make Chase. playoffs. Was bringing back the big three the wrong idea? I don't know if it's wrong. Because uh, I think there's probably a way to still go about what they've done contract-wise and, and roster-wise. So wrong, I'm not going to say uh, that. But uh, could they have went without and it been justified? Yes. Um, the The retro game, did you see them in Buffalo jerseys? Absolutely awesome. The Yager salute was fantastic. Okay, so Pittsburgh video back was fantastic. Pittsburgh's awesome. Pittsburgh's gross. Theirs are just traditional. Sick. Gross too. I love the logo. The blue I think has to grow on me because I, I like so it. love the red, and black. Like the red and black. Yeah, better. I like the red and black better. So Tampa's worst jerseys in the league. Those retro ones. Uh, did you have a top three? And a bottom one. Off my head right now, no. But I think we can circle back. Vancouver's were sick. They had the sailor. I didn't actually love her. Oh, I, I did think, like I them. think we should we should save this because I think um Tampa is going to end up on one of those lists. And I think it'll surprise people. So we'll tease them. We'll bring that in the next pod. So okay. be sure to check out our next pod to get those those rankings on the jerseys. Um, the Penguins are five points out with a game in hand. Technically, it's super early, but looking at points, Chase, I already heard you say you think they're out. 
I think they'll battle. I think they can contend. I I don't know if it's going to come down to their last two games. I don't think they're this bad. It's tough to lose seven games and make the playoffs, but I think that they need a big banger. They got to go out in New York City as a team, they, get all banged up. I don't know just what they need. Lose their bags off. Their rookie party needs to happen yesterday and get them out of this slump and watch them go on a cup run. I, they just need to find their game. I don't know. I mean, normally that does tend to work if you pay attention. I'm all for team bonding. Go out to the ring. I'm all for shut, getting shut after it with the boys and I think they should do it. Good shit tank. Somebody needs to get their fucking face drawn on something, but... I, I think they'll can rebound a little Do bit. Do some stuff that you can't talk about on podcast till you're retired and everyone's retired. All parties are retired. Do that kind of shit. And I bet you, you start winning some hockey with, games. With the starts from like Detroit and um, New Jersey, I think that they're going to really find their, their self just short of the playoffs would be my guess. Detroit is going to be in the playoffs. Lalonde will not let them fall off this pace. He will not. He, he will keep the standard. He will get these guys in playoffs. This is not a mistake. This is not a fluke. The Detroit Red Wings are absolutely a playoff team, and I'm crazy pumped to see what they do in three years. Watch out. Well, Chase, before I give you the final question of the pod, do you have anything for me? Yes. Ryan Reynolds, actor. Uh, oh, rumor, awesome. rumor mill yeah, uh, to it. buy Ottawa. Call I think it. it'd be awesome. He's a good hockey. Fan. I think it would just bring in people just, just for no reason. Even though just his names on it, it'll bring in people who aren't watching the games and aren't hockey fans. It'll bring more fans, and it's great. They yes, might, I, I don't know how realistic it is. He's going to need other people to join in. Investor, right? He's he's yeah. he's got a, a soccer team, I believe it is he, already. I think ultimately he's going to be even the worthy owner, even if that were to happen theoretically. Um, it would be awesome. I'm all about it. It'd be great. I just want him involved. My give give him a hundred give him a hundred bucks and make that guy a minority owner. He'll it'll pay off. Um, so I had that. I had uh, Boston. Trent Frederick got absolutely level. Good friend, right? His brother's a beauty. Good friends with his brother. Uh, but Trent got laid out. He's a thick shit kicker, and he got laid out with a clean hockey hit. I love shouting out big hockey hits. Well, uh, Greer comes right in. Tags off on that guy right away. Great teammate. And Trent, being who he is as a player, goes, well, I don't need backup. He grabs the guy. And uh, it was just awesome. a melee. It was that's freaking bad. awesome. We need more of that in the NHL. Shit kickers like like Trent. And uh, they're great to watch. They're great for the game. And then final piece I have before the final question. Uh, Montreal. Josh Anderson suspended hit on Petrangelo uh, into the wall. I loved that Petrangelo just popped right up. Didn't try to sell it. Didn't try to get a, a five in a game, which he already got, but it, he he could have really sold it. He popped right up like the tough shit kicker he is, speaking of them. And he popped up and he grabbed him and just started wailing. Like you just put the guy's face into the corner of the bench full tilt and he pops up and is ready to tilt. And this comes from guys with brothers because I'm pretty sure he's he's got brothers. We were talking about this with someone this week and their brothers and they're just tough and they beat the wheels off each other at home and rough kids and rough 
uh, friends and buddies always roughhousing and boys being boys when they're young, being tough as shit and roughhousing and, and really beating the wheels off of themselves and not complaining is when you get men like this who do this, who get their face almost chopped in half and they pop up ready to swing. They don't turtle and cry. I love seeing it. And uh, I want to see more of it. I love seeing guys pissed off and just wires crossed. Takes great energy and soul to win games and championships. You always got to have guys that can bring that kind of energy and step up for not only themselves, but their teammates. Um, Yeah, those guys need shout outs more. They always get kind of overlooked by all the flashy guys and score goals, but those guys are super important. And don't get me wrong, Petrangelo can do that too. Right, but um, but for the final question, will the Blackhawks continue their winning ways? They have the LA Kings November 10th, Thursday, November 10th at LA. Um, it's at Anaheim November 12th, Saturday, and Monday, November 14th versus Carolina in Chicago. They play the Hurricanes, Chase. Do the Blackhawks continue to win or does the tank begin? What do you think out of these three games? What do they go? They just beat LA, didn't they? Uh, yes, in overtime. They're going to lose that one. Anaheim's going to win. Carolina's going to win. Uh, and I have one. Oh, with... and three? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And then wow. I have a rebuttal question uh, that I had written in my notes. Would you, as a Chicago Blackhawk fan, Rather see a playoff appearance this year or a bottom three finish? Um, My answer is solely reliant on does Patrick Kane stay or not. If Patrick Kane is staying in both scenarios, I'd rather honestly get a top three pick just because that's a lock to get in one of those guys uh, than the first round exit. Now Patrick Kane's going to stay for the playoffs, but leave before rebuilding, quote unquote, which we're going to be rebuilding either way. Then I'd pick the one that keeps Patrick Kane. Um, ultimately, yeah, I want the draft pick if Patrick Kane is irrelevant. My predictions for the Blackhawks, Ducks, Carolina is they lose to the Kings, they lose to Anaheim in a shootout, and they lose to Carolina straight up. Um, and they go 0 2 and 1. We will circle back and see. There's not much difference to see. Hopefully, they go to overtime for me to be right and you to be wrong, Chase. Um, but yeah, be sure to check out those games again. The Blackhawks play the Los Angeles Kings Thursday, November 10th. They play the Anaheim Ducks Saturday, November 12th. They play the Carolina Hurricanes November 14th. You can check them all out on ESPN Plus by visiting inside the rink.com slash ESPN again that's I N S I D E T H E R I N K dot com slash ESPN ESPN plus is awesome if you're a sports fan of anything especially if you're a hockey fan you can check it all out thank you for listening to Q the dagger that'll do it for me Chase what is your final words for the fans? Uh, later. Don't forget Beagle Golf, B-E-G-L-E, Golf, new guys coming up, got good products, TikTok, all that fun stuff. So check out the uh, – we like the content pieces, so check them out. Keep an eye out for more podcasts from us. I'm looking into getting some good hockey players that are in the AHL and East Coast on. Hopefully everything works out um, scheduling-wise and being able to get them on. But look forward to more uh, interviews coming soon. We're just getting going. Uh, The season's getting heated up. We're getting heated up. Um, And we'll see you guys next week later.
We're on the rise, that's for sure, Chase. Be sure to get your hands on this Blackhawks pale ale. If you can, it's freaking fantastic. I hope Patrick Kane can score a goal for me. And so I can crack this last one. See you later.